Money talks, save your breath, save your peace of mind Deposit plus signs, they not unwind Words to the wise, don't gotta be suits and ties We're living in the time where every move is scrutinized At the elbow, I hit them with the bank shot I just wanna check my bank account and thank God Hey yo, I think we got the same thought We gon' get it all together for the raindrop yeah. Help me help you Sometimes you don't gotta go far to discover the truth Easy to get confused when all the faces are blue Pull up a chair, if it help I tell you what I would do Keep that thought process prudent And yo, staying in the moment while we living for the future Yeah, it's a track meet for a frugal athlete Nothing more, nothing less, I need exactly Welcome to a Frugal Athlete Podcast, where we interview athletes, both current and former, on the prudent financial practices and smart career decisions they are making. In these episodes, we dive into what it means to be a frugal athlete. You might think that frugal just means being cheap, but as you will soon learn, being frugal is more complex than that. I'm your host, Omobi Okugo. In this episode, we got Lou Young. Uh, Lou Young is a NFL athlete, um, comedian, actor, entertainer. Just an overall fun guy. Uh, I came across his social media profile and I literally was dying off his skits. So I had the pleasure of connecting with him, um, got to learn about his history, how he got into the league, um, how he's bounced around his journey, um, what financial um, lessons he's learned along the way and how he's navigated his career and uh, started a new platform as well. Uh, he's currently a free agent, so we wish him best of luck as he continues to pursue football. Um, and we will definitely tune in to his uh, his comedy. I- I'm telling you, uh, he is hilarious. Um, but more importantly, check the episode out. We dive into a lot of things, and I'm sure you guys will like it. So tune in. Hey, how you doing, Lou Young? Uh, thanks for joining the podcast. We really appreciate you. How's yes. everything going? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm, I'm honored to be uh, on the podcast and excited. Nah, thank you. So um, we really appreciate it. But yo, tell us about yourself because, to be honest, I know you through social media because you're hilarious. Um, but tell us about yourself. Uh, well, um, Lou Young, uh, born and raised in Washington, D.C., um, went to high school, Good Council High School by way of D.C. From there, uh, played football and basketball, got a football scholarship to Georgia Tech, uh, graduated from Tech three and a half years. Then from there, um, I was undrafted, went to the Denver Broncos in 2014. And from there, my journey with football has been taking me from Denver to Baltimore, to Jacksonville. I did three years with Carolina, went to a Super Bowl with Carolina. Um, and recently, I, I was in Arizona. I recovered from an injury, and I just did um, the Alliance Football League with the Atlanta Legends, which just ended. So now I'm just, uh, in the meantime, training and uh, still prepared, preparing for uh, teams that are interested and want to bring me in now. And outside of football, I also have a little hidden talent with 
you know, my, my comedy uh, ability. Yeah, you you being modest because this I'm telling you guys his his comedic personality is hilarious. But I want to dive in. I want to uh, dive in more. So you say you graduated in three and a half years. Was there like a process behind that? Like were you setting out to I want to graduate early or like what? How did that come about? Well, yeah, I mean, once I left high school, um, I could because of the way my high school was set up, we weren't able to leave school early and like enroll early. Uh, so I had to wait till, you know, the general, um, I guess, date, which is around the summertime in June to enroll. So after that, I was like, you know, I want to I want to get this thing done. I don't want to waste time because um, a lot of a lot of the athletes sometimes because of the curriculum being so hard, you know, sometimes guys will, you know, they'll do their years in school, but then they might have to come back after school I mean after you know playing in, in the league mm-hmm. or whatever and then it's just you know you know you might not know if you had the time and so I didn't want that so what I did was in the summertime from my freshman year up, up until I graduated I would literally not go home like any breaks we had in the summer so I would up my credit so I would do like you know like I don't know 13 hours worth of credits or something like that each summer unbelievable and um just train in atlanta uh at georgia tech and just um you know just buckle down and, and i had to sacrifice time with family and friends but in the end it paid off because i was able to you know get my papers and walk across the stage yeah that's that's really good on your part you know you showed a lot of characters that characteristics that help you not only in football, but in life after, you know, the discipline to stay at school during the summertime when it's like your break to the ability to time management because you have an extra set of classes that you have to prepare for. And Georgia Tech is no small school. That's a big school, a, a very educated school. So I commend you on that. Appreciate uh, it. I want to talk to talk a little bit further about your your path. So you went from undrafted to practice squad to being on a Super Bowl team to the recent situation with the AFF. Can you talk about that and, like, how you were able to persevere th- throughout your career? Well, my well, my rookie year, uh, you know, when you're coming out of school, you know, everything is pretty new to you. You know, whether you're drafted or undrafted, you're signed to a team, you get a signing bonus, you're excited, you're getting the perks and everything, and you, you, you're, you're a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. So that in itself – is a is an adjustment you know both uh from physical standpoint mental mature level maturity level um so that right there in itself i had to you know understand that you know this is a business and you know this is a grown man business it's not college it's not high school peewee anymore you know this job's <laughs> on the line now so that was a I, you know, it. I, I, I had to. I got thrown into the fire, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is real life." So, um, that rookie year for me, I started in Denver. Um, things I thought were going well, and I was, you know, under the impression I was going to actually sign there to the practice squad. And in the last minute, or not last minute, or that next day, you know, I'm seeing a lot of guys leave. A lot, of, you know, everybody's leaving because they've been cut, or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. I'm, they're telling me I'm good to, you know, <laughs> sign. I see my locker and everything, and I come in the next day to sign, and, you know, I the, the energy level downstairs is a little different than it was the day before. I guess some things happened, 
you know, I had to learn that, you know, sometimes people don't get claimed off waivers or they revert back to the team. So this is all in my rookie year, and they they broke the news to me that I had that they couldn't sign me no more. So they flew me out. Like I got home back home to DC around like one in the morning, cried the whole plane ride. Uh, uh, my mom picked me up, and then I was on that the journey after that. After there, the next week I went to Baltimore, um, to the Ravens. Was there for a month on practice squad. They. They they released me. I was like, okay, here we go again. So then I had to go <laughs> to Jacksonville like uh, a couple of days later. Um, then I, I work out. You know, you don't just sign. The, like, some of these teams, they bring you and you work out. If you beat out the guy that you're working out against, they sign you. So it's all competition. Um, so they put me to a workout. I signed. I hated it in Jacksonville. Because, you know, it's just, it, it, I was, you know, I just, I don't know. I just didn't like Jackson, the area in Jacksonville. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to just buckle down. And, you know, this is, this is part of it. You sometimes you, there's places where you might not like, or the, the area you might not like, but you got to sacrifice. Um, went through that for a month, went to London with that team, got my passport, got a free passport. That was cool. Respect. Uh, <laughs> you international now. Yeah, I was international, yeah. So went to London. Um, first time being out of country. That was a good journey, uh, good experience. And then get back from London. And, you know, we had a bye week before we, they let everybody go on the bye week. They let me know that they were letting me go. So I I, <laughs> I got released again, flew home. Um, the next, I think the two days later, I was on the plane to Dallas to work out went and I thought Dallas was going to be hot but I guess in the winter time Dallas gets cold so that threw me off so I, was, <laughs> I was tripping when we I was like what's going on I thought Dallas was hot but yeah. anyways <laughs> that didn't go as planned then the next day I got flown out to Charlotte worked out the Panthers it was about it felt like a pro day again it was like 30 guys there and they signed me I was excited. They kept me there, and and then from there, I just started kind of building building up respect from the coaches and the players and staff, and they stuck with me for a couple of years. And from there on, I was I was on practice squad, and then I went to, um, you know, started getting active and playing, and then actually going to the Super Bowl was, I mean, that was a crazy experience, great experience. But like, I would have never expected, you know. Especially starting from my from my rookie year with all the ups and downs, basically living out of suitcase, hotel to hotel. I could never get a lease because I never knew if I was getting released. So I it was it was it was it was kind of you know I was just living on edge really. Yeah, that first of all, that's a bar right there. You said you could never get a lease because you never knew if you were going to get released. That's hey, a bar that, right there. quote that, quote that. <laughs> yeah, we quote that's, that for sure. Lou I'm going to that in the show yeah. notes for sure. <laughs> You could never get at least because I didn't know if I was getting released. Wow. Yeah. But it's it's crazy because your mindset must have been OD, but the the fact that you went through all these trials and tribulations and to ultimately play in the Super Bowl, to be in a part of a Super Bowl squad, um, what was that like? Like the reward? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, that whole year, the team, the, the coaching staff, the atmosphere – the city, I mean, it was like the whole city was just a family. And just, you know, they, they, I never seen that type of, uh, 
in, especially in sports, you know, you're, you're kind of in your bubble with your team, but when, you know, as, as the notoriety and, and, and you know, it, people started to kind of believe, Hey, this team could really do something. Mm-hmm. And the more publicity, it was like the whole, it was like, everybody was the team, the, the city, the, where you went to eat, you know, even where we, where I was living, I mean, they, they, I mean, it was just love everywhere. And that was just a, a hell of an experience I'll never forget. So it, you know, it just uh, opened my eyes to a different side of sports, you know, really the family aspect and majority of those guys that I was on that team with, I'm, I mean, I still talk to to this day. I mean, the older guys to the, to the guys that around that were, you know, cause I was a younger guy then. So, mm-hmm. I mean, literally I, I mean, I have a rapport with, and that every team that I've been on, the crazy thing is, like every even if I was there for a week or a whole year, I'm still cool with a lot of the guys. And it was because, you know, through the football and everything, you know, football can be stressful. So mentally for me, I try to make light of any situation. So and that's kind of where the comedy comes into play because I was just, you know, I might impersonate coaches, players, how they play. <laughs> just to get me some laughs and then uh you know people you know around my team it just it just lightened the mood so yeah. like, not only can I do my thing on the field but I can also you know have y'all falling out your seat laughing so just the best of both worlds really and every team needs that every team needs a good locker room guy to keep the camaraderie going yeah, um, yeah. but you talk about your experience you know from undrafted practice squad release back on the squad active roster and i'm sure people think man will lose in the nfl man he's a millionaire he's doing this he's doing that yeah. can you talk about um uh, the contract situations and how you were able to deal with the money management side you know oh, you said you're gonna get a lease you had to like figure out how to balance paychecks can you talk about that i mean my rookie year i literally i was living in the hotels or extended stays and as a practice squad guy i mean you're not you're not making nearly as much as a guy who's active. Mm-hmm. Okay, is a big difference. So that's before taxes, you know, and that and tax bracket that you know athletes, entertainers that are in, you know, it, it's it's kind of steep. Uncle Sam doesn't play <laughs> to the taxes. <laughs> yeah, he chops that thing in half. <laughs> so, um, you know, you might you I mean you, you you're still seeing about six figures, but at the same time. After taxes, you know, you, you you might come as a practice squad guy, you might come away about, you know, at that time, maybe about 60, mm-hmm. you know, thousand maybe. And, that, and that's not in that's before your expenses. You know, you, you got you, you're living on your own now. So you you're not living in the dorm no more. You got you got bills to pay, um, you know, and then you, you, you know, you got family, you, got, you know, people might want to pull and tug at you. Of course, you got to take care of, you know, the the uh, immediate family, you know, your loved That's ones, maybe brother, your mom, your dad, Nana, your, grand, your, your grandfather, your brother, your sister. You know, it, I mean, because you're in a position to kind of help take some of that burden off, so it's only right. You know, they, they've mm-hmm. done it their whole life for me. So I was only right that I kind of, you know, extend my hand as I was able to through my profession and through, you know, my paycheck. But at the same time, um, you know, I wasn't no millionaire, you know, because just because of the grind and 
and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would like to say I'm on my way, but uh, you know those contracts are tricky and they're different. You know, guys who are playing on active roster, you know, they base salary might be five hundred or so thousand. But after taxes, that thing's about two hundred some thousand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then you got expenses and where you're living at. So it it looks on paper, you know, you might see a million on paper, but after taxes is really five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, people, it's a misconception of what the actual uh, facts of these contracts are. As long as, really, and then at any moment, you can be cut. Exactly. So how, how do you deal with that pressure of, you know, people are expecting things from you. You're supposed to take care of, you know, not only your immediate family, but, you know, your boys, whoever you got to take care of. You got your own expenses. You're working day and night to try to make the roster. So how do you how do athletes deal with these situations? Um, I think for me, I think for me, it was just, you know, just, uh, you know, obviously everybody likes nice things or whatever. But, I, you know, I, I can't buy the same thing, you know, Cam Newton might buy mm-hmm. or, you know, I got to live with, within my means. I can't do with, you know, the. A, you know, a, a big dog might do. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's just, a, you know, maybe a key to leave could, 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 you know, he might be able to get that, that big, that, that, you know, that, that Rolls Royce. Me, <laughs> I might have to, you know, I might have to settle for that, for that Toyota right now, that, or that Jeep, that Wrangler. You know what I yeah. mean? That's just, you just got to learn, you know, it's, it's levels to the, to the money. And exactly to these contracts and that really it's like once a team pays that guaranteed money you can be cut so the pressure is like the pressure is like really just focus on your craft you know what i mean yeah it's it's, it's, it's imp- just like any job it's just like any other job it's just like it's just that's like true any job you go i mean you go in you're getting a salary they're giving you that salary and expecting you to fulfill your your end of that agreement. You know, yeah. based on your performance, it's performance based. You know, it's what have you done for me lately? So, you don't get complacent. No. You can't really get complacent, really, and especially in this profession. That's true. That's like they like they say, especially in football, it's next man right. up. What I what I really like how you pointed out is that. Even if Akeem Talib can get the Rolls Royce, you might have to be in the Toyota. But it's okay. You guys gonna get to the same place at the same time. It's just, it just might be different styles. Right. He might, he might, his seat might be heat warm. You know, <laughs> mine might. You know, I might have to turn my heat on. So it's it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. But like you said, at the end of the day, we're gonna pull up at the same time. I might park. I might park somewhere far away from his car. Just because you know, what I'm saying it might not look. Yeah, right. He might take up two spots. Yeah, but <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Um. So, with, did your career, the way it went, kind of prepare you with what ended up happening with the AFF? I know a lot of athletes, or sorry, professional football players that were in the AFF were kind of caught off guard. Obviously, you guys were promised a lot of things, but did your career kind of prepare you to be never, to never like put your eggs in one basket or like how did that 
can you talk about that situation? Oh, for me, I mean, like I said, I after my rookie year, I would walk in the locker room looking both ways like I was at a stop sign every corner. So, you know, you never know when somebody – it could be done. So, it's like you take care of your crowd, you focus on your body, take care of your body, be prepared. And if something happens, be prepared for the worst. You know, at all angles. Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared for all angles. So, when it happened for me, I was – I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really tripping, to, to, mm-hmm. like, for lack of better words. I was all right. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, this is not the only thing that I that I can uh, make, make uh, you know, uh, money off of or, or get residual yeah. income. I, I have more to offer in life. So it's like, yeah. for me, it was just, my mindset has uh, always been like, all right, what's what's next? What's next? How what what, what we got next? Is I ain't gonna dwell on, you know, what just transpired. Yeah. So did you like set up like an emergency fund or like how did like what were your steps? Obviously, you're doing other things that we're definitely gonna get into. But in terms of like the monetary aspect, oh, yeah. were you always prepared? Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah, of- yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, I wasn't gonna, you know, I mean, I wasn't gonna have my pants down. I was definitely gonna. You know, my, my my belt was buckled. I was ready for war. And, uh, yeah, that aspect, I was definitely prepared. You know, I wasn't living, you know, and I don't live paycheck to paycheck. You know, I'm not going to blow a check just because I know I got one cup. No, 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 no. I might no. I take care of my bills, you know, and put put the rest in the saving. You know what I mean? Take care of my bills, put the rest in the saving. Have me a little, little change just in case, you know. But that's it. Mm-hmm respect but let's shift gears let's talk about all the things you're doing outside of uh outside of football right um you're doing a lot of things in the community yeah you got you got the comedy going uh dive into that because this that's how i got connected with you so yeah can you can you talk to about talk about that uh yeah i mean for me um with uh i guess within my community i've always been um active and my duties to to fulfill in the community and show face and help in any way I can to the youth and, and families and just being a, a a face to inspire or an example to be like. Um, and from being in the D.C. Maryland area, um, you know, a lot of guys that I grew up with who were way better than me didn't really get the same opportunities because they took a different path just because that's the way life went. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really have um, people at home or, or opportunities like that. And I was fortunate enough to have good parents and good and a good foundation and a good, um, I would say a good village to, to raise me and get me to, to where I was, you know, where I wanted to be. So, um, you know, my nonprofit, which is called Hope Finders, um, Inc., Inc. it's, it's, uh, it's, Basically, the message is to, to reach at-risk youth, inner-city families, um, you know, black, white, doesn't matter the color. You know, a lot of, you know, giving them after-school programs. We're partnering with uh, the D.C. Housing Authority back home. That's we amazing. Put these, we put together these, um, I don't know, we call it like Jamboree basketball tournament, football Jamboree, seven-on-seven Um and not only at these events are they doing sports, but we also got, you know, they got science, uh, science um, 
activity room. Um, you know, they're building stuff. They, you know, they, they. I mean, it's it, the the whole nine, man. Like the, the, with the they getting in the computers, Scholastic, um, and then these after school programs throughout the year. And you know, we you know partner with other people. I mean, families come out, kids come out. Um, actually, we're doing one this this June back home at Coppin State with the DC housing and we're part and also with the Special Olympics. So helping out with that and, and we we're partnering with also um uh Joe Hayden. His Joe Hayden is from my area and his dad is who I trained with coming up. So he uh, you know they kind of helped me, you know, get my face out there and that relationship was set in stone back when I was, you know, 13 years old and from now it's like you know now it's like i'm actually i'm able to partner and, and do things with them um and just giving back and under under that hope finders is also the cody young foundation which is in memory of my brother my young brother he was murdered last year in baltimore i'm so sorry man yeah so um you know i'm just all about like just saving lives man ending gun violence a lot of these kids they come home Ain't no parents home, you know what I mean? They yeah. just they just running wild from you know, and they could be five, six years old. They the man of the house already, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. the woman of the house, you never know. So, um, it's it's definitely it's it's I love it, you know what I mean? I've been doing it since I was like seventeen, and now I'm the president of my uh, organization. My dad started when I was younger, but then I took I'm taking it over and and using my platform of football comedy my social media platform and elevating it to a level that is gonna you know withstand many many years so that is one thing that I'm I'm proud of and with you know the comedy I mean that's that's what that's that's my love right there that's that's always been like my passion ever since I was about seven eight years old I used to tell my my boys I played with we had sleepovers I'd be like hey man I'm gonna be a professional athlete and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a comedian slash entertainer. <laughs> I've been saying that since I was about, you know, seven or eight. They manifested it. And they, yeah, they and they'll tell you. They will tell you like they will tell you that. So, you know, I little I would you know, I remember it was like when I was little, you know, that Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky scandal was like real popular. <laughs> and they would uh make fun of it on Saturday Night Live and I would take, I would, I would like, you know, I would just imitate it or, or mimic it a little bit. And I was like, wow, you kind of sound like him. And then I would just imitate, impersonate anybody, or, you know, tell jokes, crack jokes at people. Like sometimes the coaches would get mad because I, you know, they would think I wasn't serious, but that's just, that's just my personality. I got to laugh so I can, I can perform. Exactly. I can't be all uptight. I got to laugh a little bit. So that was there. And from there on, it's like, now I'm just taking it and 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 I ain't, I ain't stopping no time soon. That's respect. Now before I want to before I ask any further questions, I just want to let the audience know that we're gonna have show notes, so we're gonna highlight his foundation, what all the things he's doing um, on the show notes. So if you want to support either through donation or just to learn more about it, make sure you check that out. I think it really speaks to the testament of his character that. He spoke about what he's doing, impacting the community first. You know, I asked him about the, his comedy career and his community and for him to talk about his community, all the impact that he wants to do 
the, the lives he plans to change. It just speaks to your character. Um, when it comes to comedy, obviously, you know, I don't want to say you're like the class clown or you're like the joker in the locker room, but you have this talent. What sparked you to actually go about making it like a full-fledged business? Like you have a YouTube channel, you're on Instagram, you're using your social media platform. Like what actually sparked it to like, all right, I can monetize it. Um, really like this, you know, people always been like, man, you might as well just do it. Um, I would, I would, I would post videos like in college and then, um, I would post videos in college and then I would be like, I might delete them or something, but people would like them. And then even coming out of school, coming, you know, out of school to go to the NFL and everything, my boys would be like, Hey man, just that's my following you or something with a camera. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 cool. And I over time, I just see these guys or people, you know, guys and women, and they like, you know, able to reach people through social media and with, you know, the platform. I was like, you know, I already got a following just off being, you know, my name and, and with sports. Mm-hmm. But I can really showcase, you know, my, I, my, my comedy. So I was just like. One of my, uh, so I mean, my friend, we like literally. She, um, she, she, well, she, I had literally reached out to her, at the time, and um, she does filming and everything, and I reached out to her because, you know, she used to tell me I could do it. So I was just like, I knew she did still did filming, and I was like, um. I might as well. I mean, let's let's do a video or something. When I, and she, she was filming like a net. She does like Netflix and stuff. And um, she was she was filming, and she had a break and she came to Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, and I was, so we met up, and I did like some Denzel impersonation videos and some bunch of a bunch of just uh, different uh, videos and I, like a David Ruffin impersonation. Uh, <laughs> Then, and then we just from there. And then people responded to the first one. I was like, "Wow!" And then she was like, "I told you." <laughs> so, um, you know, from then on, it was like at that moment I might have had like ten thousand followers, maybe. Yeah. And then I announced like over twenty thousand just in the span of like I started this in like December. And after that, it's like we literally are like taking it. And she's she's my manager. Um. And, uh, you know, that's like, really, it's like a, she has the camera and then I, I just, you know, she, she, she hits record and I just go and I just get in the carriage and just have fun with it. And it's not really hard because like, she's passionate on her film stuff and I'm, you know, and I'm passionate with my comedy, uh, thing. So it's like, it just works. That's amazing. So you talk about two things I want to point out. Uh, you you know, your ability to network, you know, you're using a friend who's now a business partner and the power of social media to grow your platform, your business. Can you talk about why it's important for athletes not only to use social media, but to use their network for business ventures and, and, you know, the pros and cons of using someone that, you know, um, in a business venture. Um, I mean, just, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I don't know, for me, it was like, I had a rapport with uh with her from you know in college we've known each other a long time so 
you know, just having people that you can really trust, um, you know, and from from there, just kind of build off of that. Sometimes it's hard to find people that you can trust if you're just meeting them or you never know what people's, you know, they have ulterior motives or anything like that. So yeah, that's true. With that, it's like, you you know, now it's like I can network. It's like now it's the whole slew tube thing. So, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's very busy with her, you know, her own business and stuff, but we kind of schedule it and, and, and we, you know, basically had, you know, a business partnership that is now opening different avenues uh, for not, you know, for both of us. So it's like, you know, now you have to deal with, you know, maybe people are more, now people are excited. Now people understand the vision. So people want to be a part of it. Um, but at the same time, you can't like lose sight of, you know, I guess the, the ground, the ground zero where, you know, the, the platform that it really starts from and, and hone in on what, you know, what it's all about. So, just staying grounded. No, I think that's really important. And you touched on a, a big factor, trust. You know, you got to be able to trust your business partner, um, your business partner, your friend, whoever you're doing business with, uh, even the brands that you potentially work with. You got to be able to trust them because that's how you go farther in not only life, but business as well. So obviously, you know, football turned comedian, there are not many of you. I know I think Spice Adams is one um, yeah. that's far. So what's your model in terms of moving forward? I know you do the impersonations. That process works. Like you see it, you see something and you're like, all right, I'm going to do something like that. Or you have like an idea, like what's that just like? I mean, it's just like, you know, sometimes it's just like, um, I mean, really, I just, it's my see. It could be something like a serious moment in a movie or or. And I just can bring light to it. And I, I was really inspired by, like, growing up by, like, the Wayne brothers and that, their family, how they would kind of kind of make parodies of different movies and com- compile them together and make a actual movie. But, it, like, make mm-hmm. fun of different movies. It was like, there's some serious moments of certain movies, but they were literally, you know, imitating it and, and putting their own spin on it. And that's why I feel like I'm able to do uh, And I don't, I don't want to limit myself as, like, a stand-up comedian or uh, comedy skill, whatever. I, I mean, I just want to be like an entertainer. So there's, I, there's no limitation to what I can and what I'm going to do. Um, you know, it's impersonation is having my own characters now with the, you know, the Shlue Tube thing. It's the LLC now. And, um, you know, now my, my characters are going to be now on T-shirts and stuff so people can buy on my page or and have my website dropping this week and the shirts dropping. So now it's merchandise. So it's like, you know, really branded. You know, it's my Respect. brand and myself and making money off of my brand. That's cool. And can you say the YouTube channel audience again? Yeah, the YouTube is, is channel is Shlutube. So that's S-H-L-O-U. U, U, T, U, B, E, and the I, G, and the Twitter is um, at Lou Young, so that's L-O-U-U-U, Young, Y-O-U-N-G, and the three U's is because I'm the third, so it's like my name, my, my full name is Louis James, I'm the third, so that's where the three U's come from. 
respect. We're definitely going to have that at the show notes as well. Um, I really talked about how you, you said you're not going to limit yourself. And I feel like you've done that throughout your whole career, whether it's football, comedy, community. And now you're in a peculiar situation as a free agent. You know, your father, um, you're, 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 you're growing your business. You're stepping up in a bigger role uh, with your foundation. Um, can you talk about your whole more than an athlete mindset? And in like how you continue to be a great example of what it means to be more than an athlete. Well, I mean, really, I mean, it's just like you know, uh, more than an athlete. I mean, case in point, I'm I'm a father. And I have a I have a two year old daughter. So, um, you know, it's it's you know it's, it's tough being a, you know, I'm not, obviously I wasn't married or anything. So, you know, life happens, but, um, you know, just. You know, just learn. I'm just learning as I'm going. That being more than an athlete, you know, being a parent, mm-hmm. co-parenting. You know what I mean? That's that's just a that's a a, a journey in itself, and understanding and, and evolving into being you know, a father. I take pride in it. I love it. Um, you know what I mean? She inspires me to kind of go outside of my comfort zone. So that. You know, with the community, with with uh, the nonprofits, now the the comedy thing is just. I, I want to basically show you know young uh, athletes that you know, yeah, football, basketball, baseball, golf, whatever it is. I mean, that can that can be you know your avenue to maybe going to school or maybe being a professional athlete, but. You know, you can also use that to create other platforms to have a brand and, and live off of way, way, way past, you know, way, way past the time when your 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 legs give out on you. That's facts. I, you couldn't have said it any better. And I, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you gave incredible insight, um, really dived into what it means to be an athlete on a larger scale. Um, especially with all the trials and tribulations you had through your career uh, on top. I uh, wish you the best of luck if football works out. If it doesn't, we know you're going to be continuing to make us laugh. Uh, but we end the show with some quick hits. So if you're, if you're more than able, we'd love to uh, end it with like some rapid fire quick hits questions. Okay. All right, cool. First thing you bought when you went, uh, when you got to the league. Uh, my signing bonus is like thirty five hundred. After that was like after taxes. I literally spent like I thought I had a million dollars. I think I bought me. I think I bought me some clothes. I ain't had that many clothes with me. So I just bought some Respect. clothes. Respect. Okay. Most frugal thing you've done. Most frugal thing I've done. Oh man. Most frugal thing I've done. Um. Most frugal thing I've done. Hmm. Probably, I mean, I, I, I mean, probably sneaking, sneaking candy in my, uh, you know, in the, you know, sneaking snacks into the movie theater. <laughs> okay, respect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's not like a whole meal, so you good? Yeah, uh, yeah. Not you know what I'm <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Best financial book you've read? Financial book. Yeah. I'm actually reading this book. I'm actually reading this book called uh, um, Three Magic Words right now by U.L. Anderson. And it's like, 
uh, pretty long. I'm almost done with it. But it's literally about like, you know, manifesting and, and, and about being successful, you know, tapping into the, you know, your subconscious mindset and then the conscious mind and, and, and basically, you know, telling yourself, um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be successful in this, so, you know, uh, and it's, I mean, this guy, you know, he, he actually, he actually, I think he went to Stanford, played football, maybe played a, a year or two in the league. And then from there, you know, he became an author and then obviously established himself and became a, a well-known author and a, you know, successful success story. But, you know, I was reading the book. I didn't know who this author was. And I looked him, I was like, wow. And then he talks about his book. I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I'm actually reading a, a book of a, a guy who was a football player turned author. Um, and uh, that's definitely given me a lot of uh, insight on just manifesting and, and tapping into my craft, man, and staying motivated with it. That's really cool. Yeah, we're definitely going to have that in the show notes as well. I feel like you've already done that as well, you know, being from the young age, you said you're going to be a professional athlete and a comedian, and you continue to find ways to, you know, build on your goals and your and your dreams. Um, so, last couple questions: best investment you've made? Mm. I would say my best investment right now is probably in my daughter. You know what I mean? Just great. Just That's uh, the answer. Yeah, man, just because she not only is like, you know, it's just investing in her and investing in her, invest in myself because it's like, like I said, it's just a motivation. It just inspires me to do more, not be, not be satisfied. Okay, cool. Uh, dream purchase you've yet to buy? Dream purchase. Um, I want me like a nice, like I want to live on like the 30th, 40th floor condo like paid for with all glass around i just want i just want to be chilling looking 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 over top of every of the whole universe okay respect okay one thing you would tell yourself before you got into the league slow down yeah i would probably say just just be patient slow down and be patient okay and then last question what does it mean in your to be a fool athlete uh, it means, it means responsibility, you know what I mean? And, and taking ownership and, and, and taking ownership and protecting yourself and protecting your wallet, protecting your, you know, your, every, everything that goes with, you know, not, you know, losing everything, like working for everything and then losing it, but being frugal is like, it's not like you're not you're not being cheap. You're just being smart. You're being responsible. You're taking ownership. That's a great answer. Uh, we thank you. Thank you again. Uh, we're gonna have all your information, show notes. I really appreciate you taking the time. I'll let you go. All right, man. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. Yo, 
Money talk, save your breath, save your peace of mind Deposit plus signs, they not unwind Words to the wise, don't gotta be suits and ties We're living in the time where every move is scrutinized At the elbow, I hit them with the bank shot I just wanna check my bank account and thank God Hey yo, I think we got the same thought We gon' get it all together for the raindrop Help me help you, sometimes you don't gotta go far to discover the truth Easy to get confused when all the faces are blue Pull up a chair, if it help I tell you what I would do Keep that thought process prudent And yo, staying in the moment while we living for the future Yeah, this is track meet for a frugal athlete Nothing more, nothing less, I need exactly One shoulder